Let's just do this next offense. Good afternoon. Welcome in to Main Street Sports today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint. I'm Chris Yao. He's Maurice Patton, and we're coming to you live from the Lee Company studio. Glad to have you guys along with us. We have a fantastic show, as you saw on the title card. Of course, Chip Walters will be with us and plenty of Middle Tennessee State to talk about. We'll also have Blake Lovell. He'll join us and talk a little bit of college hoops as the inaugural ACC-SEC Challenge tips off tonight. Should be a lot of fun. SEC Big 12 kind of fizzled out, huh? Yeah, I don't think the Big 12 cares to mingle. Deal with (laughs) the SEC at this point. They're pretty upset (laughs) for good reason. I understand. Oh, man. So we'll talk talk with Blake about the ACC. SEC challenge should be a lot of fun. And we'll also, of course, uh, talk with Terry McCormick about the Titans at 3 o'clock. All of that coming your way and plenty of other topics to to dive into. Before we do that, Mo, how are you? What's going on? I'm all right. uh, I'm all right. Just getting ready for some Tuesday night hoops. Plenty of it. It's a full docket. Yeah, there's there's a lot of them, and we'll get to that in just a minute, too. Yeah. So, yeah, looking forward to this show. It's going to be a lot of fun and plenty, like I said, to talk about. But before we do anything else, we will, of course, get you the results from yesterday and today's schedule on The Rundown. This is The Rundown. Monday night, girls high school basketball cascade with a... 52-26 win over visiting Santa Fe. Murfreesboro Central defeated Community 59-52. It was Summit 59, Fairview 35. 
Grace Christian of Franklin defeated Spring Hill 64-35. Greenbrier with a 65-43 win over Joe Burns. Mount Pleasant in a one o'clock affair defeated Hampshire 52-22. It was Rossview 47, Hendersonville 37. Huntland edged Cullioka 39-28. Maybe not edged. Smith County 48, Lipscomb Academy 37. Charlesdale County with a 45-29 win over Merrill Hyde and Watertown defeated Gordonsville 38-22. On the boys' side, Santa Fe defeated Cascade 67-48. It was Columbia Central 74, Lipscomb Academy 60, Murfreesboro Central 68, excuse me, getting old. Murfreesboro Central 68, Community 60, Summit with a 54-41 win over Fairview, Franklin Grace 58, Spring Hill 26. Joe Burns, 56, Greenbrier, 50, Mount Pleasant, 58, Hampshire, 17, Rossview, 58, Hendersonville, 41, Westmoreland with a 53-40 win over Hunter's Lane in that game that we discussed what a great, yesterday. Great game, too. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Cullioka with a 62-46 win at Huntland. Trailsdale County defeated Merrill Hyde, 58-40, and Gordonsville with a 58-40 win over Watertown. Also 58-40. Good Lord. That's wild. It was very, uh, when, I, when I saw it, I was like, did they get that right? Yeah. <laughs> Women's collegiate basketball, Lindsey Wilson with a 96-74 win over visiting Fisk. Doubleheaders tonight in high school hoop station camps at Beach, all of these at 6 o'clock. Creekwoods at Clarksville Northeast welcomes Portland. Blackman goes to Coffee County and Donaldson Christians at home against Christian Community. Brainerd will be at East Nashville while Fairview hosts Hickman County. Giles County goes to Fayetteville. And that'll be fun. Always, always fun when Nick Campbell and Chris Murnock get together. Uh, Eagleville is at Forest. Battleground Academy goes to Franklin Road Academy. Friendship Christian hosts Hendersonville. The Tennessee Heat is at Good Pasture. Springfield is at Greenbrier. Harpeth goes to Houston County. Dixon County is at Independence. Kenwood welcomes Davidson Academy. Kirkwood's at home against Franklin. Glencliff goes to Knowledge Academies. Columbia Central is at Lawson. Gallatin's at Lebanon. Hampshire is at Lewis County. Lincoln County welcomes Lawrence County. Spring Hill goes to Marshall County. Stratford's at Martin Luther King. Liberty Creek at Merrill High. University School of Nashville's MTCS. Montgomery Central welcomes Lead Academy and Mount Pleasant's at home against Corner. Also at six, Stewart's Creek is at Nolensville. Green Hill is at Oakland. Pearl Cone taking on visiting Cheatham County. Columbia Academy goes to Providence Christian. East Robinson is at Richmond. That'll be interesting. Mount Juliet is at Riverdale. Pages at Rockvale, Siegel hosting Centennial, Hunter's Lane travels to Smyrna, Summertown hosts Wayne County, Overton is at Valor Collegiate, Clarksville Academy goes to West Creek, White House is at Westmoreland, White House Heritage hosts Sycamore, and Santa Fe is at Zion Christian, and those are all doubleheaders, girls game starting at 6, boys to follow in girls action, these are all 6 o'clock starts, Wilson Central is at Brentwood, Webb is at Brentwood Academy. Girls Preparatory School out of Chattanooga is at Father Ryan. And Pope Prep is at Laverne. Boys only games. Webb is at Franklin Grace Christian at 6. At 7.30, Franklin Christian is at Nashville Christian. And also at 7.30, Cane Ridge is at Ravenwood. College basketball doubleheader tonight. Downtown Nashville, you can see Trevecca. 
hosting Finlay. That's a 5.30 women's tip, 7.30 men's. And men's only tonight over in Lebanon. You can find Oakwood at Cumberland. That's a 7 o'clock tip. And then the ACC-SEC Challenge at 6 p.m. on the ACC Network. It's Mississippi State at Georgia Tech. At 6 p.m. on the SEC Network, it's Notre Dame at South Carolina. ACC. Hmm. Uh, on ESPN2 at 6, it's LSU at Syracuse. That'll be an interesting game. On the U at 6.30, Pitt welcomes Missouri. At 6.30 on ESPN, it's Miami at Kentucky. Battle of top 12 teams there. NC State's at Ole Miss at 8 o'clock on ESPN2. And following Miami-Kentucky on the mothership at 8.30 is Clemson at Alabama. And on the ice in the National Hockey League, the Predators put their five-game win streak on the line at 7 o'clock at Bridgestone Arena on Valley Sports South. And on Valley Sports South, that will be Pete Weber's 20,000 Predators telecast. Wow. 2-0, comma. Zero, zero, zero. That is amazing. Pittsburgh, welcome or uh, welcoming to Bridgestone Arena. That'll be a great game. Preds, 7 o'clock, Valley Sports South. That, folks, is your rundown. Top stories brought to you by our friends at Piggly Wiggly, Neely's Mill Shopping Center in Columbia. Make sure to go by and see the fine folks over there for your daily lunch special or fresh hand-cut meats and more. One zero, too many. Oh, 2,000. Yeah, my bad. Okay. Probably makes a lot more sense. The Preds have yeah. not played 20,000 yeah, games, yeah, but I, yeah, I didn't yeah. know how long. I mean, maybe it's, it could be it could be Pete's 20,000. He's done a lot of <laughs> games. A lot of games. No, but this will be his 2,000. 2,000 is a game lot. with the Predators. That is yeah. fantastic. Sorry, y'all. Right. Piggly Wiggly, again, Neely's Mill Shopping Center, Fresh Income. It's great produce. And, of course, just cost plus 10 at the register. Mo, our comment section is lit up already. Didn't take long. Yeah. Old geezer with the with, with the comment on, on no, YouTube. No, no, no. Make sure you guys go to our if you guys want to you know interact with us, the best way to do that is our YouTube. Right, go check that out, of course. Right, just search Main Street Sports Today and you will find us at MS underscore sports today. So interact with us there. We'd love to have you. Uh, our top story today, Mo is sort of not really well i mean it's a story obviously but it's it's not an announcement these are the, the this is a a leak from chris lowe who has plenty of sources inside the southeastern conference and i tend to believe that he's probably not wrong and the 2024 sec schedule full schedule will be released sometime in december but he got some of the more notable games published yesterday. Not and shocked. Like boy, are these some notable games. Mm-hmm. I am really looking forward to the 2024 SEC football season. <clears throat> because, you know, after the SEC East and West, you know, Obviously, playing the same teams each year is something, but 
I think this is just going to be much more entertaining because it'll be teams that you maybe haven't played very often. I mean, when's the last time Tennessee played Mississippi State? It's a good question. So, I mean, I feel like that those are the kind of things that we're going to see in this that, that really are exciting. And just kind of go down the list of some of the games uh, that folks here will, will care about. Tennessee at Oklahoma. Josh Hopple returns to Norman on my birthday. And the first time since starting this show that we will not have a show on the anniversary of the beginning of the show. Well, probably can if you want to. No, let's, let's, I'm, I'm good. Okay. Um, Tennessee is at if Oklahoma. It, if it means that much to you, you know. September 21st. Kicking it off, Oklahoma. And, man, this is, this is going to be, which, I mean, if you, if you were watching or lucky enough to be at, I was not, uh, the last time these two teams played, not electric atmosphere. Absolutely electric, and Tennessee wasn't even that good. <laughs> right. Should have won the game. Well. Still weren't very good. <laughs> Tennessee should have won a lot of games during that little period of time. During that, right. that decade of disarray. <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> Disarray. Yeah, that's a good word. Oh, man. But typically that day is reserved for a different SEC opponent, Mo, for Tennessee. Normally, the week of my birthday is Florida, Tennessee. That game has now been moved to October 12th. The second Saturday in October. The second Saturday in October, which precedes the third, third Saturday, Saturday in October, October, which Tennessee will then play two of its most heated rivals in back-to-back -back weeks. Did you say heated or hated? Both. Okay. I wasn't sure which you said. Well, I said Either heated, hits, but yeah. I was going to say hated. Okay. So in my head, it was both. Both of those games in Knoxville. Which means they got to go. Do they got to go to both in 2025 then? That I don't. I, I, yes, probably. Which, I mean, they, they went to both this year. This, this is not different. This is not mm -hmm. unusual. I'm just saying that they're both yeah. in Knoxville in back-to-back -back weeks. Just get your hotel for two weeks. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Sub, just, sub, sublet it through the week. Hang just, on to it for Friday, Saturday. Absolutely. going to need to do that. Yeah. And, yeah, it, this is, this is going to be an exciting month of football for Tennessee fans. Oklahoma, Florida, Alabama, all in there at once. Some other games of note. Alabama, who would typically play Chattanooga or Austin P or someone else. Somebody tweeted that last night and I retweeted it. Think of the children. Yeah, and if <laughs> How, how can Alabama play Auburn when not without playing Chattanooga the week before? I don't even think it's possible. Well, they're going to try it next year. No, when it's probably on a trial basis, too. We'll see how it goes. The tide goes to Oklahoma the week before the Iron Bowl when they come back home to play at Auburn. And that... I wonder if they cleared that with Saban first. I mean, I'm telling you, November's tough. They got to go to LSU. To Oklahoma. But at least they got Auburn at home. 
And they do have Auburn at home, but still, goodness gracious. I, I just I, I'm 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 fascinated by this Texas Texas A&M game on the 30th. Hmm. First time in 12 years they play. This one will be, and Texas does not have an easy road road either. I mean, they got to go to Arkansas, which is you know still it's still at Arkansas. Mm-hmm. Then you got to go to Texas A&M two weeks later. And again, Georgia going to DKR the same weekend that Alabama's at Neyland. Yeah, the third Saturday in October is going to be fun. Georgia will play at Texas before it plays at Texas A&M. And Texas A&M has been in the conference 12 years. Georgia has not played at Texas Georgia A&M? has not played at Texas A&M. Because wow. of the because of the eight game the way that the eight game rotating schedule worked, they did they it would take it, it hadn't rotated through them yet. It huh? takes it takes thirteen years to get all the way through it. Good lord! And they only made it through twelve. That's wild. So they will play at Texas before they play at Texas. <laughs> That's nuts. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway. Miami is at Florida and Notre Dame's at Texas A&M to open the year in week zero. Those are two games that I'm excited about as well. Obviously, out of conference. But mm-hmm. I'm, we, I'm, I'm probably more excited about Miami at Florida because when they play that, it's typically later in the year. If they play it at all. They haven't played it in the last couple of years, which is, mm-hmm. you know, th- that's why I'm excited to see it and you kind of you kind of open the season. I mean, heck. These early September 14th, AM at Florida. That's going to be an interesting game, obviously, because AM has Elko and, and a new coach. And AM has Elko, and Florida still has a coach for now. For now? Uh, I'd, say if, I'd say if they've not made a move, they're not going to, but he might be on the way out by then. <laughs> yeah, if he loses to Miami to start it, who knows? Uh, but then Georgia and Alabama. In mm-hmm. the first month of the season. Well, you'll find something out real quick, huh? Better than the last month, I guess. Well, it gives you more time to recover. It does. But, boy, Alabama. That's a tough schedule for them. I don't know. It's a tough schedule for Georgia. Georgia's got a tough one, too. Because they're going to Alabama and they're going to Texas. That's right. But, I mean. You know, everybody's got to go somewhere. And and look, I mean, I think it's it's obvious that that, that conference play was we knew conference play was going to get better. Yeah. We knew conference games were going to get better. But I mean, you add in Tennessee playing North Carolina State, which is in Charlotte, still not a road game, but not really neutral either. Mm-hmm. Then you got Florida and Alabama at home, which is it's just good. Um, I don't know if they're playing Georgia next year. Do, do, I think they are, but I'm not entirely sure. I think they still play Georgia and South Carolina and Kentucky next year. So, so we're playing an eight-game conference schedule next year. Next year will be an eight-game conference schedule only. Wow. Uh, at Georgia, Kentucky at home, at Vandy, Mississippi State next year. Uh, 
So, yeah, you get Chattanooga to start the season. Then you go to the Mayo Classic. And then Kent State before going to Oklahoma, coming, uh, getting an off week before Florida and Alabama. At least they were – well, for now it's an off week. That's, that's not – there are still five, five games we don't know the dates of. At Arkansas, at Georgia, Kentucky, Mississippi State, and at Vandy. So you could – I guess they could play a game between those two. So. But, yeah, it's, it's not a great schedule for Tennessee, but also – I feel like this is it's kind of what you want. I mean, if, you're, if you feel like you're in the top echelon or should be in the top echelon of, of the Southeastern Conference, go ahead and prove it. Play go. Oklahoma, Alabama, Georgia. That road schedule. Oof. And there's only two really tough ones, but, boy, you just go, man, I got to go to Georgia and Oklahoma? Mm-hmm. Oof. Yeah. Anyway, I'm looking forward to it, man. This is going to be a great year. And it may be the only time we get this. It Maybe it gets better in 25 because they could go to a nine-game schedule. I think they have to, don't they? Well, with the nine-game schedule, you get the you get the either 1-7 or the 3-6 model. Mm-hmm. I think it's got to be the 3-6 model because 1-7 just Not doesn't make sense. Oh, and one permanent? You mean? One permanent and then uh, – I'm sorry, one yeah. – yeah. Maybe it's two seven. Maybe it was two seven. That would make a little more sense. But I still think three six works because I don't think anybody has more than three rivalries that you have to have. But there are a lot of schools that have three. Mm-hmm. Tennessee being one of them. Right. Tennessee probably does have four. Tennessee wants to play Kentucky, Alabama, Georgia, and Florida. Less Kentucky of those of those four, Kentucky being the least, but Kentucky wants to play Tennessee the most, so they're going to be a rival. I notice you did not mention the team here. Well, and see that's a, that's actually a problem for Vanderbilt because Tennessee is also the team that Vanderbilt wants to play the most. Yeah. So does Tennessee lose Alabama or do they lose Florida? They're definitely losing Georgia because of those of those three, Georgia's at the bottom of that list, right? Yeah. Rivalry wise. Mm-hmm. Interesting, by the way. That we're discussing rivalries. It is, because that will be our top five later today. Top five rivalries in sports should be fun. Geezer, I don't know who Tennessee's gonna get from the transfer portal, but Hopefully, it's some defensive backs because they need it. And some uh, offensive linemen wouldn't be bad either. Well, you're going to lose one, but it looks like uh, Mays is coming back. He didn't go through senior day, and neither did Mincy. Probably going to lose Spragans, but at least you've got you know your center and your left tackle. So hopefully... And the other two of those what, are what, what 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 happens to Ollie Lane? I don't know. He needs to go. Yeah. He needs to go. But somebody's gotta come into that spot, right? Maybe they just 
Cause, cause the dude just, he, he has, he has the, uh, he has a quick motor, unfortunately. Just a little too quick. A lot of times. <laughs> so yeah, I, I don't, I don't know what they're going to do. Hopefully, hopefully they get some defensive backs. Obviously depth. There was an issue <laughs> in the Georgia game when they were playing walk-ons <laughs> in that yeah. situation. It's not so, who you want to be playing walk-ons against either. Yeah. So yeah, it could have been it could have been better. Obviously, Brew McCoy went through uh, senior day. Mm. I expect he's gonna he's gonna get drafted at some point. Maybe you know, maybe not first three rounds or anything. He may be a day three guy, but mm-hmm. he's gonna get drafted. I feel like. And then, so yeah, they've got some receiver holes to fill. Receivers and defensive backs does make sense, Geezer. I, I would I would say that you're probably right there. Uh, offensive line would be another one, and just depth-wise. I, th- I think they just got to go get – they got to get some guys that, that can give you some depth. Let's take a break. When we come back, we'll talk about the transfer portal a little bit more. So stick around. Main Street Sports Tech presented by Mid-Tennessee Bond & Joints. Back after this. Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint treats your orthopedic injuries and existing conditions. Our trained physicians will get you back in the game faster. Contact us at 931-381-2663 or www.mtbj.net. Custom Stone Handler supplies over 600 distributors and suppliers with quality stone products. Along with River Stone, we produce and distribute over 100 building, landscape, and other bulk products. Our goal is to provide quality products, service, and partnerships to ensure our customers' success. We firmly believe that the measure of any person or company is how they treat other people and customers. Give them a call at 931-490-4990 or visit customstonehandlers.com. Mockingbird Title and Escrow is an attorney-owned and operated full-service title company in Middle Tennessee. We get your deals closed without worry and fuss. We're a family business that offers the highest level of expertise in our industry when it comes to closing and funding your real estate transactions. And it's it's a job I really love. Uh, I'm passionate about this. I'm enthusiastic about this. I like to think we're pretty well-rounded and can deal with a wide range of, of needs and a wide range of clients. Call 615-274-8698 today. With Lee Company Technology, the best handymen are hands-off. Lee Company Techs have been using visual findings and other smart technology tools for years to add transparency and virtually take customers along. You see what we see, whether we're in a crawl space or on a roof. With Lee Company, technology helps us help you, no matter what's happening in the world or at your house. Piggly Wiggly, located in Neely's Mill Shopping Center, is Columbia's locally owned and operated Cost Plus 10 grocery store dedicated to serving the community with low prices and smiling faces. Piggly Wiggly offers fresh, hand-cut meats daily as well as daily hot plate lunches from their deli counter. 
You're certain to see smiling faces and a helping hand when you're here at Piggly Wiggly. Come by and check out our fresh produce, high-quality meats, and more. Down home, down the street, we'll see you at the Pig. Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint has been the official sports medicine provider for Murray County Schools for more than 40 years. We specialize in orthopedic service, and our ortho quick walk-in clinic lets you bypass the ER. Visit us online at www.mtbj.net. Welcome back in Main Street Sports today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint. Chris Yamo Patton here on this <laughs> Top 5 Tuesday, as we said. Top 5 sports rivalries, rivalries in sports, all sports. We'll see where the game ends up. There are 15 mm-hmm. spots. <laughs> will it be among them? That's the question. We will... Get to that momentarily. Right now, though, we're going to talk a little bit about the transfer portal as we were on the other side of the break. And I'll tell you, the quarterbacks in the transfer portal are starting to rack up. It's really wild. It really is. Because, I mean, as I was looking at Chris Lowe's article on ESPN.com about the SEC schedule for 2024, looking over here at the headlines along the left side, two Wake Forest QBs to enter transfer portal. So it's not just Vanderbilt that's losing all their quarterbacks. Um, Minnesota has a quarterback in the portal. Go ahead and say his name. Nope. Go ahead and try. Minnesota has a quarterback in the portal. (laughs) Kalikimaka? Kalia Kamanis. No, Kalia Kamanis. There's I can't even say his first name. I ain't even seen his first name. A-T-H-A-N. Ethan, but with an A. Ethan? Ethan, I would guess. Ethan. Ethan K. <laughs> exactly. Mm. Uh, 1838 with four touchdowns and nine picks this year for the Golden Gophers. And then... Mm. Starter Mitch Griffiths and backup Santino Marucci, both heading into the portal uh, from Wake Forest, and they will join both Ken Seals and AJ Swan of Vanderbilt in the portal. It's in, it's interesting that Ethan K announced he was entering the portal a day after New Hampshire quarterback Max Brosmer who led FCS in passing and is in the portal, has received a scholarship offer from the Gophers. Well, he's he, he has apparently been, uh, which this is interesting because, uh, you know, projections and whatnot from different recruiting services, but on three mm-hmm. has Brosmer projected to Western Kentucky. Now, if you have a if you have the choice and the chance to go play at Minnesota or Western Kentucky, which one do you take? Because here's the thing. Well, you, here's the thing. He's used to being cold, so that's not an issue, right? Not gonna Come be a problem. From New Hampshire. He's good to go there. This is a four star kid, by the way. How do you wind up at New Hampshire? No, four star. He's he's a four star transfer. Oh oh oh. They give them stars for transfers now. So this would be a four star 
Because, like, Max Johnson was a four-star coming out of high school. They have him as a three-star transfer. <laughs> That's amazing. Um, well, I think I it's actually a lot. It's just a ranking system, right? And and it's it's pretty cool that you have the ability to kind of go back and say, okay, well, at the collegiate level, he's really this, not this, which is pretty neat. If you're into the well, yeah, I mean, it's a, you have to be into rankings and recruiting and care about the transfer portal to a you know to a, mm-hmm. a, a higher level, but it is interesting. I guess for me to answer your question, it depends on what he's trying to accomplish. I mean, if he's trying to get himself ready for the NFL, don't you want to go play on the Big Ten and play against Big Ten competition? You have to. Or if you're trying to just get to the NFL and you're trying to put some film together, then maybe you go to Western and sling it around against Conference USA. Yeah. And... You know, it's it's not easy for us to say that, but clearly Conference USA isn't the Big Ten. There's no, I don't no have any problem there. at all saying that. Yeah, but Conference USA is not the Big Ten. Yeah, but yeah, it's you know, it's 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 obvious that a guy at that level is going to be able to do more against Conference USA at Western Kentucky, where they do throw the ball a lot, versus Minnesota against Big Ten, which includes now. USC, UCLA, Washington, Oregon. Yeah. So that'll be interesting to watch. But Ethan apparently took that personal. He did, in fact. So he's he's now in the portal. Um, Will Rogers was the first one. Yeah, and and Will Rogers they, is in the portal. Mm-hmm. Oh, what's he got left? He is a grad transfer. Well, what's he got left? So just one year. As a grad. That's not necessarily yeah. a given. Yeah, it is one, though. He said he has one year left as a okay. grad. Okay. In his tweet or whatever. Okay, I mean, I guess the point that I'm trying to make is just because he's a grad yeah, transfer just, doesn't mean he only has one year left. But he yes. only has one year left. Yes. Thank you. All right. Yes, I agree with you. Okay. <laughs> so there are some, like Ken Seals has two. Ken Seals is a grad transfer with two years. Mm-hmm. And so... You know, you can get a guy for a couple years. One of the other things that I think is interesting about on three's transfer portal is they give an, a, an approximate evaluation of their NIL value. Will Rogers is $83,000. Tyler Van Dyke of My, Miami, who is now in the portal, mm-hmm. 300000 Meanwhile, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm based on what? Tyler Van Dyke, I guess because he beat Texas A&M. I don't know. Doesn't make sense to me. But they have him graded higher coming out of Miami than they had him going in. Will Howard, senior quarterback at Kansas State, is in the portal. Mm. Could claim $536,000 in NIL value. So do you, you know, do you have to keep that? Do you have to take that into consideration? I mean, you know. You can't just willy-nilly offer a guy. I think you can willy-nilly offer a guy for the for the fact that the NIL is whatever he is able to secure at your place. Meanwhile, 
Cam Ward, they're reporting out of Washington State, has 10 offers. Is he leaving again? He is, he is leaving. He's a What's grad. What's he got left? Yeah, just one year as a grad. Yep. So, and so he went from Incarnate Ward yep. to Washington State, and now he's going to bounce again. So this will be his third school in three years. This will right? be his third school in three years, but he comes in with 10 $1 million NIL offers. Including Auburn, who is also apparently in on uh, Kansas State quarterback Will Howard. So they're getting there. Auburn's going after a chance for quarterback. So they're going to upgrade their quarterback. Is Robbie, what's his name, still there? Or is yeah, he? he'll still be there. Robbie Ashford. Yeah. What about Thor, 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 uh, Peyton Thorne? Thorne? I don't think Thorne. he's. I don't know if he's got a year left or not, but I can tell you that he won't be the starting quarterback next year. Will he be no a what. quarterback? He may not be on the team. Yeah. He may find himself trying to go somewhere else himself. Uh, Iowa quarterback Spencer Petrus in the portal. Buddy, you maybe try the, that other. Well, I mean, I, your, your new offensive coordinator, man. You know, I was stunned when Vanderbilt was able to keep Seals and Swan and everybody else last year, and then Mike Wright took off from Mississippi State, but still, Seals and Swan both stayed when it was pretty much apparent that Swan was going to be the guy. But I guess, I mean, Seals played the long game. He got his Vanderbilt degree, and you can't argue with that. Nope. Don't be mad. Can't be mad at him at all. And so he's getting out of there, and he's got two years somewhere. And, you know, for all the talk about Cam Ward and Tyler Van Dyke and everybody else, this kid can play somewhere. So. 24-7 has Max Johnson going to North Carolina. That's interesting. It's just wild to me how this will be his third school in three, in three years. years. It's crazy, this whole thing. I mean, it's almost reached mercenary status. And I mean, again, I don't necessarily have a problem with kids getting whatever they can get because the system has been so tilted against them for so long, but it's, it's swung, it's almost swung too far back the other way. And this is going to, I don't, I don't want to sound like the get off my lawn guy or anything like that, but we've got to get back toward the middle with this NIL and with the transfer portal. And this is, it's, it's, I feel like the, portal, I don't know how you build a program. You can't. Um, and here's the thing. And they, they were talking about it on a game that I was watching. Um, I guess over the weekend, um, talking about some defensive tackle that somebody had found and, 
you know, projected him and developed him and coached him up and that kind of thing. And he's probably going to be somewhere else next year. I mean, we talked about it with um, softball. Yeah. Laura Miller. Yeah. And, 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 you know, that's, there's a, I think there is a, there's a difference. And like we've said, like I've said, there's a difference to me in going from group of five, level competition to power five or from FCS to or FCS to power five or, or whatever. I feel like if you are, you know, make sure that your role is going to be your role. Mm-hmm. Don't leave a starting position at your group of five school to go, you know, chase punts. I think that's important. Mm-hmm. Make sure that, that the spot you end up is, is going to be a better situation. But if it is, take it. Yeah. The one-time free transfer and then a grad transfer. That's it. That's all there is. Now, there is the waiver process that we've seen a couple guys have to go through, mm-hmm. and some have been successful, some have not, and that's a good waiver process. But I feel like that's okay. NIL, I'm not real worried about. It is what it is. I mean, it's NIL – now allows teams who were too scared to pay kids before (laughs) the ability to do so, even though they had the means, they were like, man, I really don't want to get caught. You know, Mm -hmm. whereas Alabama and Tennessee under Jeremy Pruitt and and other institutions over the years had no qualms paying those guys. All right. So it's it's it has sort of leveled out the playing field a little bit. The one thing that I hate about the transfer portal is that that's where coaches recruit first instead of the high school level, and I think that that's a problem. It's a problem, problem, but I don't know how you – no, it is a problem. But it, it's, it's – It's a problem if you're a high school kid. It's a problem for the high school kids more than, more than the, the, the colleges. And I don't, I don't know how you – You can't fix it. You can't. Anyway, let's uh, take a quick break in just a moment. But before we do, mm-hmm. wanted to mention this before we get out of here. Hugh Jackson out at Grambling. Were we surprised that it lasted two years? Probably. I mean, guys who coach in the NFL, they don't really – I mean – Hiring an NFL coach is great, but they don't know how to recruit. Well, and here's the thing. I don't know if Grambling was hiring an NFL coach. I don't know if Grambling was hiring a celebrity coach. I'm not sure what exactly Grambling's objective was by hiring Hugh Jackson. But you, I think people who had some familiarity with Grambling, Doug Williams for one, did not approve of it. So, so I'm, yeah, two years out. Oh, well, Syracuse is going to hire Georgia co-defensive coordinator Fran Brown, which I guess makes Will Muschamp the full defensive coordinator now. <laughs> so, oh, man. Let's take a break when we come back on the other side. Blake Lovell joins us from Southeastern 14. We'll talk a little hoops 
in just a moment. Stick around. Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint treats your orthopedic injuries and existing conditions. Our trained physicians will get you back in the game faster. Contact us at 931-381-2663 or www.mtbj.net. With Lee Company Technology, the best handymen are hands-off. Lee Company Techs have been using visual findings and other smart technology tools for years to add transparency and virtually take customers along. You see what we see, whether we're in a crawl space or on a roof. With Lee Company, technology helps us help you, no matter what's happening in the world or at your house. Jones and Lang Sporting Goods here in Columbia has been outfitting teams, officials, and anybody else from T-ball to college for 50 plus years. Be sure and check them out at 931-388-8060 or online at jonesandlang.com. Jones and Lang Sporting Goods, the look of a winner. Zion Christian Academy, zioneagles.org or 931-388-5731. You can schedule your appointment. Go toward their campus. It is beautiful over there and you're definitely going to want to see it. Again, it's zioneagles.org. Give them a call, 931-388-5731 and schedule your tour today. Mockingbird Title and Escrow is an attorney-owned and operated full-service title company in Middle Tennessee. We get your deals closed without worry and fuss. We're a family business that offers the highest level of expertise in our industry when it comes to closing and funding your real estate transactions. And it's it's a job I really love. Uh, I'm passionate about this. I'm enthusiastic about this. I like to think we're pretty well-rounded and can deal with a wide range of, of needs and a wide range of clients. Call 615-274-8698 today. Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint has been the official sports medicine provider for Murray County Schools for more than 40 years. We specialize in orthopedic service, and our ortho quick walk-in clinic lets you bypass the ER. Visit us online at www.mtbj.net. Welcome back in Main Street Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. Chris Yamo Patton here. It is quarter till the top of the hour, and we'll get, of course, the top of the hour Titans report here in just a moment. But before we do that, I want to talk a little ACC-SEC hoops. The challenge starts tonight, several games throughout this week. And to do that, we're going to visit with Southeastern 14's Blake Lovell and Blake we appreciate it. What's going on? What's up, guys? Yeah, um, I was going to try to make a joke and say the challenge has started early for certain SEC teams, but uh, you can also say the same thing for some some ACC teams, too, so uh, both sides. Who has the challenge started earliest for in the SEC, would you say? Well, I mean, I think there's a couple options. Um, I mean, Arkansas has been pretty inconsistent so far. I'd, I would say it's you know, surprising to see them at four and three. I don't know if it's that stunning um, because they, they were going to play in Atlantis and we knew it'd be hard games against the Memphis or Carolina and it's not ideal to lose those games. I think just the way they played, you know, that Greensboro loss at home. And so, yeah, I think Muss has got some things to figure out there, but you know, it's like, how many times are we going to do this with, with Eric Musselman teams? They start slow and mm-hmm. they figure it out by the time they get to February, March. So, um, I mean, look, another one's pretty obvious, right? I mean, Vanderbilt hasn't had their full team yet on the floor, um, you know, had issues elsewhere. Um, so yeah, I mean, they're clearly another one. I think Missouri's another team that's been 
a little disappointing to this point, losing that Jackson State game and such. So I don't know. I feel like we this trend, guys, keeps going with the SEC over the past several years. But I think it's a trend in college basketball in general. Transfer portal era, you got a lot of new guys. Sometimes you just don't know what you have early, and you're trying some different things, and leads to some of these losses you probably shouldn't have. So, And sometimes not only do you not know what you have, but you don't know what they have yeah. either. Yeah. It's hard to scout teams, right? I mean, it's, it's hard to know exactly what you're getting because most coaches are kind of in the same area where they're trying to play a lot of dudes early on and try to figure out what their rotation is going to look like. So, yeah, it's kind of the same for everybody, but um, I think that's why you see a lot more parity in college basketball these days because a lot of teams are still trying to figure it out early on, but by the end, you know, you kind of know the teams that will be there or you have a tournament like you had last year where you have a couple teams you didn't think would be there. So Exactly. Yeah, and as we get into a very intriguing ACC SEC challenge obviously started tonight. We read the the schedule earlier in the rundown. Which of these games tonight sticks out most to you outside of Miami, Kentucky? Obviously a top fifteen matchup. Yeah, you know, I think I think Clemson's a bit of a team that's underrated at this point. Had played the toughest schedule, but I think that's a pretty good team. And you know, for Alabama, I mean, my goodness. Um I know they're scoring a lot of points, but defensively you know, they gave up 92 to Ohio State, 91 to Oregon, and I think that's going to be the, the name of the game with Alabama this season. Is they're going to score a lot of points, but defensively they're not going to be great most of the time. And so uh, I'm very curious to see, you know, what they do here. I think it's a good matchup for them. I think they'll win the game. Um, I don't know if Clemson can keep up from a scoring standpoint, but that one's pretty intriguing. I mean, I never thought I'd say this, but <laughs> South Carolina-Notre Dame is intriguing to me because South Carolina – I think is clearly ahead of where we thought they would be at this point. They're 5-0. and I know they don't have any slam dunk wins, but they beat Virginia Tech. I think they beat a solid, you know, Grand Canyon team, of course, coached by Bryce Drew. If you look at South Carolina's schedule, they win this game. They got to go on the road against Clemson, but they could very well run the table in, con- in non-conference play if they were to win this game, uh, because I think this is probably one of the two toughest challenges they have left on the non-conference schedule. So this is a big game for Lamont Paris. And again, I I give them all the credit because he said at SEC Media Day, I don't think we're getting enough credit. I think people are undervaluing us. He wasn't wrong because this team right now, I'm not saying they're a top half team in the SEC, but they're clearly not number 14. They're clearly not a bottom four team. Um, So South Carolina is a team I would keep my eye on because they seem to have figured it out with those top four guys in particular, whether it's Michi Johnson, you know, Miles Studi, who was at Vanderbilt, B.J. Mack, Talon Cooper, They've got a pretty good crew there, um, and so I would keep an eye on South Carolina if they were to were to win this game against a Notre Dame team that, quite frankly, they should be. Well, yeah, it's good for him. I mean, Lamont Paris did a great job over at Tennessee Chattanooga before he took this job, and and all indications are he's a really good guy. So it's nice to see South Carolina get off to this kind of start. Um, visiting with Blake Lovell of Southeastern 14 here on Main Street Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint. Blake, is the SEC-ACC challenge schedule backloaded because it looks like the Wednesday schedule is a little bit more attractive than tonight's? Yeah, much more interesting, I think, overall. Again, Kentucky-Miami is definitely the headliner tonight. Take your pick on the Second biggest game, probably Alabama-Clemson. But again, that's I think Alabama should win that game um, maybe by double digits. So, But tomorrow night, I mean, you've got a lot of interesting matchups. Like this Florida team, I have been really impressed with Florida getting everybody back on the court. 
Um, I think they are maybe the sleeper team in the SEC. Like, I wouldn't be surprised at all if they wind up finishing in the top four or five of the league because uh, I think they've got the upside to do it. They play Wake Forest, which, again, I, you know, Steve Forbes' team has been a little up and down this season, but it's still a Steve Forbes coach team. It's not going to be an easy game to win. <laughs> and then you've got the, you know, the big ones, right? You've got Duke headed to, to Bud Walton to play Arkansas. you got A&M on the road against Virginia, Tennessee against North Carolina. Um, you know, even Auburn, Virginia Tech, I think is kind of a sneaky sort of game. Uh, so, and I think it's a big one for, for Georgia to go to Florida mm-hmm. state, it's, you know, the Mike white return game, the Tallahassee, um, where a team, you know, he played for years there at Florida. So yeah, it's a much more, uh, fascinating kind of schedule. And look, I mean, two of those sec teams on the road, A&M and Tennessee, you know, Tennessee really needs to bounce back. I think with a nice win here against North Carolina, that'd be great for their confidence moving forward after, you know, losing a couple games, uh, against Purdue and Kansas A&M. I think they're better than Virginia. I think they should go in and win the game, but they've been a little shorthanded here recently at the wild comeback against Iowa State. And then all bets are off for me on this Arkansas-Duke game. I know Arkansas has been inconsistent, but um, it's a Bud Walton, and that play is going to be rocking, thinking it's the you know mid-90s here. So we'll see how that game plays out. But that's probably – I mean, for a lot of people, that's that's the high-profile game. I mean, Tennessee-North Carolina is big, but Duke and Arkansas is – you know, a blast of the past there. So uh, yeah, if they get to calling them hogs at Bud Walton, <laughs> man, the Blue Devils better watch themselves. I mean, I've, I've I've been in that environment as you know, covering an opposing team, obviously, and it can be pretty intimidating. Yeah. So, um, I'm intrigued by this Tennessee North Carolina game. Um, like you said, Tennessee didn't have a great run out in Hawaii. I don't know that they didn't necessarily have a great performance, but they yeah. finished one and two. Right? But, results, but, results not great, but but I think, I mean, you have to take into consideration who it was against to some degree too, right? Yeah, I mean, I we had some pushback on this. You know, we do our power rankings every week and do SEC basketball, and we're like, I said, hey, I people make the argument if they want for a Kentucky or an A&M or teams like that. I get it, but I said, I, I can't just say Tennessee to me is not the best team in the SEC because they lost two games to teams that I think every other team in the SEC would lose to. Would have lost We've to. already seen Kentucky lose to Kansas. Um, and like you said, I think you, you hit on the nail on the head. It's like, I don't think they played bad. I just think that, you know, they played a Purdue team that's number one in the country for a reason and won the tournament for a reason. Um, you know, they played a Kansas team that just happened to have, you know, the better day and, and be able to, to pull away there down the stretch. Uh, and remember, too, you're playing that in a setting that, you know, you're playing back to back to back. I mean, that's just not something regularly that you're going to do during the season. Um, and so I still think Tennessee's the best team in the league. I think they still have the most upside. And of course, too, you know, they're playing with a couple of guys who are banged up. Um, it's, but it is a big game because, like you said, you know, you think about it, it is one where you kind of want to get that signature win somewhere because you don't, you know, you beat Syracuse, right? Most years you would think, all right, that's a great win to in Hawaii. It's not a great win. I mean, it's just right. one that you shouldn't won. And so you didn't get that great win against, you know, another team there. So it does feel like one that really need to get on the road here. I mean, obviously this is a North Carolina team, pretty good basketball team, as we know. Um, you know, their only losses that overtime game to Villanova looked really good against Arkansas. Um, and yeah, I just, I like this team. I think they're very well balanced in terms of what they do on both sides of the court. Uh, so for me, always comes back to the same thing. Tennessee just has to avoid those lulls offensively. If they can do that, um, they have a really good shot to win this game. But this is a pretty good Carolina team that I think is trending in the right direction. So it won't be easy. Yeah, R.J. Davis is 
has been as good as advertised all season long. The difference is, you know, North Carolina, much like Alabama, they're going to score, but they also are going to give up some points. And I think that's, you know, that that's where Tennessee kind of has an ability to to win these games is that they are no matter what they're going to play very tough defense. That being said, and we saw this in you know in the Maui Invitational, Tennessee's success a lot of times is driven by how the officials are calling the basketball. Mm-hmm. You know, if they're able to be you know a little more physical, they're probably going to win the game. Yeah. And I mean, we think about how many times over the years we've talked about how like it's an adjustment for teams that don't that aren't used to playing Tennessee, you know, um, like like some SEC teams are. And even then it's like, well, every team basically has a new team every year now. So it's like it's not even the same. It's the same team and name, but it's an adjustment when you have to play this team. Um, And again, you always know the defense is going to be there. It's just like you said, it's going to come down to how's the game being called. Um, You know, I can already. So you probably not get a lot of calls uh, in this North Carolina game. That's just the, w- the way it works. And so, North Carolina. Yeah, it's just not going to happen. Uh, so, yeah, it, it will be interesting because that is one, too, where I think this team – look, I like the depth on this team. I think it's very clear, you know, so far that let, – let's call it what it is. Ziegler's not all the way back yet. I think we're all aware of that. Um, can he get there? I hope he can because at his best, I thought he was the defensive player of the year in the SEC last year. Um, and, and it's going to take a little more time. I think it's pretty clear, but you're seeing what Jordan Ganey can bring. You're seeing what Meshack can bring in spurts. Um, you know, what's there with Vescovy and James. And of course, Dalton connect is the guy like offensively. He's the guy to get them out of these lulls that they are going to probably still have at times, but he's the guy that, you know, that can sort of get you out of there. If he is full, fully healthy, ready to go on the floor, he gives you that opportunity. So, yeah, I think just having that depth, you know, whether it is a game that we're getting a few more fouls than you would, uh, I at least think they have the depth to work with here, you know, as long as everybody's ready to go and, and on the floor. So, Blake, I've not had a chance to see UT for an extended period of time this season, but when you say things like you just said about Dalton Connect and what he's done to this point, what was he doing at Northern Colorado? <laughs> I, you know, I, I think it's it's very interesting to kind of look at some of these guys like this, because I I think people are saying the same thing about a Grant Nelson, um, you know, who is now in Alabama. And he was I don't know why I always get it mixed up. North Dakota, North Dakota State, something like that. Um, and State. so it, it. Yeah. And so it's it's one of those where I think I don't know, like but you could see it there. And I think even when he came in, right, we always have questions about guys who transfer up. That's the the buzzword, right? It's the guys who transfer up. You can never guarantee that it's going to work out. You can't guarantee a power conference to power conference transfer. But you could see that with a Nelson in Alabama, you can see that with a connect at Tennessee, the coaches right away, like, you know, coaches coach speak. We, we all know how that works. But you could sort of see when you heard Rick Barnes talk about Dalton connect, he's like, yeah, like offensively, what he brings to the table basically is exactly what we need. And you could study the tape. You could look at the highlights and see that if he's able to translate the skills that he had from northern Colorado to Tennessee, obviously competition is going to be tougher nine and nine out. But if he can have that same skill set, they can put him in the right position to succeed. He's going to be a guy that's going to score a lot of points. And that's just how he developed his game in northern Colorado, winds up at Tennessee. Um, and so far, you know, he's a first team all SEC guy without question. And so 
they've got to keep that going. They've got to keep giving him an opportunity to be the go-to guy because there's nothing wrong with Vescovy. There's nothing wrong with anybody else on the team. But I think those guys are going to have better opportunities not having to be the guy every single time down the floor. Now they found their guy, where if it's a two-point game, a three-point game with a minute to go, a lot of great options there. A lot of guys who play a lot of basketball on this team. But I'm going to Dalton Connect because I think he's proven to this point he is that guy. Well, the reason that he's at Northern Colorado and that Grant was at North Dakota State is simply because coaches at the Power 5 level are shopping the transfer portal first. So guys like that end up at lower-tier schools because that's who has space for a high school recruit. And that's exactly what we said in the, in the, that last segment. That's where, that's why these guys are, you know, it's like, well, why'd you have to go find him there? Well, that's why, because they had yep. space for him. And it's just unfortunate. Uh, Blake, we're going to get you out of here. Just real quick, I do have uh, one quick question. What SEC team has the most to gain over the next two days? Boy, I'll be honest. I think Tennessee's one of them because, like I said, guys, I think they just need to get one of these big wins. Um, it'd be nice, I think, for their momentum to do that. Um, I think Kentucky's got a lot to gain against this Miami team. I know because it's still a Kentucky team that's shorthanded. Um, so I think that's a big opportunity. And really, you know, elsewhere, I'll say this quickly. It's the teams who have already given up games that they shouldn't have given up. LSU mm-hmm. plays at Syracuse. They lost to Nichols. They shouldn't have done that. Vanderbilt lost to Presbyterian. Shouldn't have done that. They get a chance against Boston College, who's not great but they need to win the game. Um, you know, Missouri, Jackson State, we talked about them. They got a tough pit game on the road. Those are the teams that need to gain something out of this because they've already dropped games they shouldn't, and so they need to pick up some wins here. Blake Lovell of Southeastern 14. Follow him at the Blake Lovell and at 14 Southeastern on Twitter. Blake, as always, we appreciate it. Look forward to talking to you again soon, man. Thanks, guys. You too. All right, we're going to take a break when we come back. Terry? Titans right after this. Welcome to the 2023 Magical Holiday Home Tour, coming for one day only. Immerse yourself in the spirit of the season as you explore stunning displays, twinkling lights, and charming decorations. The general admission tour of area luxury homes including historic Rosemont and a special tinsel tour of the original Fairview Plantation Mansion. Come and experience the warmth of the holidays by touring spectacular luxury homes. It's an event you won't want to miss. He shoots! And he scores! for your daily titans report from terry mccormick terry what's up well this is your daily titans report and it's powered as always by zen sports the news that's uh 
impacting this game that's coming up with the Indianapolis Colts right now isn't coming out of the Titans' side. It's coming out of the Colts' side, where a report came out today that Jonathan Taylor, who was just rounding back into form as one of the top backs in the league, had two touchdowns against Tampa Sunday, injured his thumb, and so he may not be available for them when they visit Nissan Stadium on Sunday. So, you know, when you go back and you look at the Titans' season, I think a lot of people would point to that game at Indianapolis early in the season as really the first big red flag that this team had some major problems because that was the day that the offense couldn't put anything together, couldn't string any sort of continuity together, and the defense, which was supposed to carry this team, got gashed, especially by Zach Moss. So I think, you know, for the Titans, even though this is kind of a lost season, Sunday might feel like a get-right game for them uh, in terms of, Maybe they need to make a statement that, hey, they're still, you know, on par with the Colts or a team like that. Now, that said, if the playoffs were to start today, and I never thought I would be saying this, the Gardner Minshew-led Indianapolis Colts would be in. Well, I mean, to the point that, that, that we played them in Indianapolis he had been the quarterback in all of their wins to that point. And I guess that makes him still the quarterback in all of their wins to this point (laughs) because he played in the game against the Titans. So, you know, the the six and five Colts, and, and, you know, Gardner Minshew got a raw deal in Jacksonville. He just did. That's, Mm -hmm. that's, that's, that's the, I think the guy's a capable quarterback. I think he much like Baker Mayfield is capable of being a, a solid quarterback in the league. He's not going to be, top tier, but he's going to be a guy who can win football games, and he's clearly proving that. So Sunday, they'll get a chance to prove it again. Yeah, to me, Minshew is kind of a poor man's Baker Mayfield, given that he was a six-round pick as opposed to the first overall pick. But I, I see your point. He, To me, he's the perfect bridge quarterback. If you're trying to bring along a young guy or you know you're going to draft a young guy, he's the perfect guy sort of like Case Keenum, sort of like Tyrod Taylor or Jacoby Brissett to kind of hold the fort down while the young guy gets ready. And then obviously with it, when Anthony Richardson went down early with the uh, shoulder injury, that was against the Titans. It's been Minshew's show ever since. Well, it should be interesting to see this Sunday. That's all I've got. If you want to tell us about Zen Sports, go, go for it. Absolutely. Guys, our partners in sports is excited to launch their new introductory promotion available to all new customers in Tennessee. The no danger first wager. When you sign up for a Zen Sports account, you will receive a $1,000 no danger first wager. When you place your first bet on Zen Sports, you will be reimbursed for the amount of your bet if it loses up to $1,000. Plus, Zen Sports has launched a new VIP program for premier bettors of Tennessee. If you think you might qualify, listen up. Zen Sports is hosting a VIP tailgate and game experience this Sunday, December 3rd, from 9 a.m. to noon for the Titans-Colts games. That means food catered by a renowned chef, unlimited booze, and a private room for bet placing and mingling with fellow VIPs. The VIP program is by invite only, so if you feel your Zen Sports play qualifies for VIP consideration, then check out the program details and apply at zensports.com slash VIP. No other sportsman will offer you a premier sports betting experience with 24-7 top-tier customer support and a bigger and better action than Zen Sports. So what are you waiting for? 
get going, download their app at zensports.com today. Zen Sports, betting just got better. Gambling problem, call 1-800-889-9789. Terms and conditions apply. Must be 21 and older and in Tennessee to bet. Since 1975, Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint Clinic has treated the orthopedic needs of Middle Tennessee residents. The trained physicians provide surgical options and minimally invasive options to treat all orthopedic needs. The walk-in clinic, OrthoQuick, helps you bypass the ER while treating sports injuries and acute needs Monday through Saturday. Visit MTBJ online at mtbj.net or on social media at Mid-Tennessee Bone... Smiles. These are the healthy smiles of real Delta Dental members. Folks with access to the nation's largest network of dentists and low deductible plans with 100% preventive care coverage, all backed by over 65 years of expertise. Go online or give us a call to learn about affordable individual plans that meet your needs. 1-855-844-0445. Welcome back again, Main Street Sports Today is presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint. Glad to have you guys with us as we continue on this Top 5 Tuesday. A lot of great stuff going on today. Boy, it's only going to get better in this next segment because we get a chance to talk with our favorite voice of the Blue Raiders, Chip Walters. I'm, I'm, I've been disappointed that we've not been able to come up with a nickname for the voice of the Blue Raiders. I mean, Bober doesn't roll off like bot for, for Mike Keith. So, I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know. Chip, um, oh, hello. I'm here. I'm here. Yes. And, uh, you know, obviously, uh, an emotional day, uh, yesterday, uh, you know, filled with emotions, especially when you, and I'll, I'll say, and, and I was talking to a staff member uh, in football, I, you know, while I don't, I'm not in that core group of, you know, coaches, immediate support staff, I, I feel like that where I fall along with several others is kind of in that next little orbit around. And, but, you know, I, I and, and, and Mo, you can, I think you can relate to this. You and I have only known three football coaches at middle over 45 years. Mm, isn't that something? And, 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 you know, and it's jarring and we're in the South. We love football. And when something like this happens, it, you know, it almost feels a, a bit like a death in the family a little bit. Uh, and especially when it's, you know, when, uh, you 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 root for a guy like Rick Stockstill to be able to call his own shot and go out on his own terms, but that rarely happens. Uh, and but you know, at the end of the day, he and 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 you know, in particular, he, uh, from all indications, handled everything with the utmost level of class, which uh, reflects uh, his 18 years at Middle. Uh, it's one of those things you hate to see, 
but at the same time, uh, you know, the case made by Chris Massaro to make his decision, you understand where he's coming from as well. So it, it is, uh, you hope for the best for the program and wish, uh, coach stock and any of the other coaches that may be leaving, which will probably be the majority of the staff. You certainly want to wish them all the best. Absolutely. You know, Chip, you, you say that getting to call your shot and getting to leave on your own terms and that kind of thing. But I mean, I will tell you that, you know, we were both there for Boots's last game down at UAB and that was no less jarring as you put it. I think that's a great word. Um, and, you know, we knew going in that that when was that it. game was over, yeah. he was done, but and and he walked away. But still, you know, it, it was the end of an era. When 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 Boots stepped down, it's the end of an era, like you said, with with Stock stepping away or being pushed away. But I mean, it again. You you said it. Three coaches in this period of time. It's pretty amazing yeah, for any 45 years yeah, yeah it really it really is and a lot of victories in that time and uh you know and throughout you know you had it, it is it's such a hard thing to deal with uh because you are in a year where you're coming off two straight bowl wins for the first time in school history you're but at the same time you know, as Chris laid out, there's been a decline uh, in conference wins and where conference finishes. So it it is it's it's really one of those gut wrenching things. And I you know I had a I was there at the at the media availability and uh, and then had a sit down with a one on one with with Chris after, and you could tell that it had absolutely having to do what he felt like he had to do. Uh, had certainly taken a toll uh, on him, and 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 it had to be a you know a real grinder personally leading up to that because it's not a decision you make overnight. It's something that I mean, at some point in this season, uh, he must have felt like that there was a possibility he would have to make this decision. So, I mean, you start. Uh, thinking about it. I know it, you know, even in our radio booth, we, after the game at Sam Houston, you know, we take our headsets off for the last time, you know, Joe and myself, JP and Wayne look around and for even for us to even have to think, well, do you think anything's going to happen? That means that, you know, that has crept into your brain a little bit. So, it, it is an emotional time, and 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 I'm and I'm sure that the uh, the search process is uh, well underway, and uh, and I know Chris talked yesterday he'd like to have a replacement sooner than later, and of course all the speculation about who any potential candidates could be uh, is is certainly out there. It is uh, there is no shortage of grist for the mill. There's no question. And Chip, you know you. You talk about you're not in the inner circle, but you work closely with these guys. I mean, this is oh yeah, Absolutely. personally impactful for you because they're friends that I've gained over this time as much as 
18 years in this group who, uh, you know, the chances are good. They won't, you know, uh, they won't be around uh, on a weekly basis. Uh, you know, it's not that Coach Stock and I were out hanging out, but uh, we both had professional obligations where we ended up spending a lot of time together. And and I, I feel like that that I gained his trust and uh, and 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 uh, and and he felt comfortable uh, with me and knew that he was, you know, he I, I wasn't there to be Mike Wallace in 60 minutes. But, uh, you know, I, I'm there to tell the story of what happened. And, and he felt like he was always going to be treated fair with me. And I think his coordinators in particular and other assistants, uh, you just you build that relationship. You meet their you, you learn their families and their kids and and all of that. And they're you know, there are three or four guys now who are on the staff that, uh, you know, I called their games while they played here. Everybody from Alex Suber to Brent Stockstill to. Uh, Shug Tucker to you know the, the Octavius Mathers, and uh, and and you feel for those guys because you know here they are they're young they're thirty or under, uh, you know they're 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 good coaches they're good men and you certainly want the best for them. Yeah, yeah, I, we were kind of taken aback by the news yesterday, and you know obviously the the search firm is already going and you know spared no you know went to the top as far as search firms go for this this hire yeah, parker associates has done work at middle before uh that's uh, they were the search firm uh i'm pretty sure when chris was hired as ad uh I'm 99% sure they were the search firm that was used uh, when uh, Nick McDevitt was hired. So uh, uh, Daniel Parker is uh, is a uh, Dan Parker is the dad who started the firm, uh, and they have a fairly deep Murfreesboro ties, uh, as a matter of fact. And uh, I mean they they're out of Atlanta, right? They're out of Atlanta, mm -hmm. and uh, I mean I know they they were the search firm for Tennessee when when they hired Josh Heupel. So they are, they're very, very well connected. And, and, uh, and so they, they are able to do so much legwork uh, and also be that intermediary where, uh, you know, let my people call your people kind of deal. And, to give uh, you that, no, I've not talked to them. No, that exactly plausible <laughs> deniability. Exactly. But uh, you know, they're, they're, they have a great track record and, and, and they will, uh, they will vet and bring in, uh, again, sooner than later, uh, a list of, of candidates uh, for middle to consider. You know, you talk about sooner than later and everybody's process has really kind of been sped up by oh, yeah. the December signing and, and now even more so with the transfer portal, mm -hmm. which opens next on December the fourth. So there's that, and uh, and there, you know, and there's the transfer portal got pretty busy here over the last few days, not only at Middle but uh, throughout college football. Yes, yes, it did, and a lot of folks are going to be looking for quarterbacks, and there are a lot of quarterbacks to be looked at. I guess mm -hmm. um, chip shifting gears. Not a good week for the Blue Raiders on the hardwood. Well, it got better as the week went along. Well, it, it needed to. <laughs> exactly. 
I mean, uh, the, the, the first loss to UIC, uh, I mean, 70 to 40, I mean, you talk about stumbling out of the blocks, uh, the middle just did not fire when, when asked to, to, to get going and, uh, UIC, uh, just absolutely ripped them. And, uh, I know Nick McDevitt, there was a, a, a long come to Jesus after that game and, uh, and things got much better the next day, but against a really good Ohio U team, it ended up being a, a 12 point ball game. And, uh, and then on Sunday, uh, a win, uh, in, in the final game of the trip against, uh, UMKC and, uh, and really, uh, the, the best thing I think that came out of the entire event was the, uh, the day, well, maybe the, 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 the day on Saturday that, George, uh, that, that Coleman Jones had with his uh, big game. And then for Jalen Jordan to come back and have 21 and was just on fire in the game, uh, on, on Sunday afternoon, uh, you know, you hope that that is the type of performance that gets him, uh, mentally, uh, confident that he's ready to go and ready to play and ready to go all out because yes, he's been cleared medically now for a month or two, uh, after, you know, back to back ACLs, but, you know, being medically cleared is one thing being cleared in your own head that, that, mm. uh, that you can trust your own knees and you can go, uh, full, full, full bore. Uh, that's, that's something you just have to work through and really have no control over it. You, 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 you get it back when you get it back and you hope that uh, this past weekend that he got it back. Yeah. But the good thing is the women's team had a good week. So they did. Uh, that's, that was, that was a, they got a nice win on the road at Ed, at uh, SIU Edwardsville they have already come home and left again. They left this morning, and uh, they will be taking on Five Slamma Jamma down at Houston uh, <laughs> tomorrow night. Mr. Palmer is uh, is. I think Clyde Drexler and Akeem Olajuwon are going to walk out. Um, certainly uh, hope not. I think you're probably right, but uh, yeah. but uh, they will play Houston tomorrow night. Uh, they've got Belmont uh, coming up this weekend. And then uh, a week from from Wednesday uh, is the biggie down in in Huntsville. That'll again December sixth uh, down at Probst Arena at the Von Braun Civic Center, Middle, and uh, the Tennessee Lady Vols. So uh, you know, I think the the Edwardsville game may have ended up being uh, you know anytime you go on the road it's a test, but Edwardsville gave them a, a real challenge, especially late in the game. They made a rush. Uh, late and got it to within three or four with about a minute to go and middle hit their free throws and, and, uh, and, 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 and were able to pull it out and do the things they needed to do at the end of the game to did get the win. Did they not lead at halftime? Uh, they did. They did. Okay. And then middle came out, uh, had a, had a, had a good third quarter and got, uh, got a lead of double digits. Uh, and then, uh, and then saw the Cougars, uh, make a run, uh, late. And, uh, and, you know, at one point they, uh, I mean, they were fouling to, you know, get the, you know, try to force a miss to make it a, uh, middle hit a couple of free throws late to make it a two possession game. And, and that gave them a little breathing room and, 
and uh, ended up going ahead and getting the win. But, you know, you're going to have – anytime you go on the road, life's going to be tough no matter where it is. And and uh, somebody needs to step up and, and, and as, a, as a group. And they were able to do that and uh, take care of business. And this will be very similar, going to Houston, an American conference team, uh, feel like they're going to be pretty athletic. And uh, so it, it's, a, it's a good non-conference game that will help them not only uh, – just get better as the year goes along, but this this should probably be a, a pretty good net game as well. And you talk about this Belmont game on Sunday, Chip. Yeah. Belmont is three and three, and they've got a couple of scalps to their credit. They um, a couple of Power Five wins. They down Georgia at the curb in their second game of the year, and they are coming off of a eighty three sixty one win over Northwestern out in Nevada. So they are. They are playing pretty well, and and Destiny who? Hmm. You know, they they lost mm-hmm. the guard, Destiny Wells, to Tennessee and seem to be showing little to no ill effects of that. So yeah, this I could mean, be a barn burner. It really could. It'll, it should be a good matchup. You know it's going to be highly competitive, uh, you know, just being kind of a backyard battle. And uh, that, that, that'll be fun. I think that is Sunday, and... I'm just trying to look here real quick. Two o'clock, two o'clock on Sunday mm-hmm. at the curve. Right. At the curve, can be That's seen right. on ESPN Plus or at the curve, or uh, or check yeah. out the yeah. old pro. There we, <laughs> there you go. Yeah. <laughs> um, one other note before, make sure I want to get this in before we leave. Get it uh, in. Congrats, a couple of things actually. Congrats to the women's volleyball team. They have been selected to play what is basically, I don't know the exact name for it, but it's the Volleyball NIT. And uh, they host Ball State Thursday at 6 o'clock at, uh, at AMG, and, uh, which is a great venue for college volleyball. And also uh, something interesting that has been in the works, uh, timing was such that it was just announced today, and that is that uh, middle announced its new NIL collective uh, that is uh, powered by a company called FanWord uh, that is uh, not only uh, where you can uh, work with, you can go through them. They're kind of a clearinghouse of whether uh, it's a an NIL deal you want to do with an, a specific player who can be a spokesperson or whatever it might be, or even uh, it, it, it houses the NIL store, where if you want to go buy a Courtney Whitson jersey, you can go in there and do that, and uh, and the athlete will gain some revenue from that. So that's all. Uh, there's the full story on that, and more more than I know to tell you is on GoBlueRaiders.com. Women's NIVC, the National Invitational Volleyball Championship. I was only one letter off. There you go. Yeah, you're right. So, you're there. So, you're there. As we expect from Chip Walters, the voice of the Blue Raiders, who joins us almost every Tuesday. Unless I don't. Unless you don't. Here on Main Street Sports today. Tell us uh, where you'll be this weekend. Uh, uh, Several places. Starting Thursday, uh, be in Chattanooga. I've got the uh, uh, Kelly Holcomb and I will have the Friendship Christian Middle Tennessee Christian. That's going to be a good ball game. Yeah, that's the uh, the middle. That's the. Two o'clock Central, three o'clock Eastern game right. on Thursday. I think that will be a really good game. Mm-hmm. Then uh, I've got the three A and the five A on Friday 
which is uh, Alcoa and East Nashville in 3A, and then Page and Knox West in 5A. Right. So interesting, you know, uh, that you know, how many uh, programs, and I, I say programs and not teams, are back in this year. And we're kind of on a three-year cycle where we've seen, like, this is the third straight year for Page. East has been in for three straight years. Uh, East and Alcoa playing for, what, the second straight year in the finals. Uh, so it's it's uh, Page and West will are matching up for the second straight year, I think. And uh, Friendship and Middle Tennessee Christian, you know, they've already played this year. And all kinds of really good storylines because uh, – in, in, and I, I tried to bring this up on the one of the conference calls the other day. Like, for instance, uh, you know, uh, Friendship Christian, Coach McNeil has been there forever. And and then Middle Tennessee Christian, uh, you've got uh, you've got a, a brand new head coach that Christian all of Patterson. a sudden. Yeah, Christian Patterson. His first year. He, yeah, his first year. And obviously with a really good team coming back, you know, his voice has resonated with that group. And then you go. You look at East Nashville and 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 Alcoa in particular, in that you know East Nashville has a brand new head coach, and who thought mm-hmm. they would be here after Jamal went to Centennial, and and facing uh, an Alcoa team, and no, uh, Gary Rankin is not walking that sideline uh, for Alcoa this year. He's he's again back in the Blue Cross Bowl, but it's again uh, a, a that it is that you you build a program that's what the point was that they keep coming back because they're a great program not because they have a one-off great team either side there you go chip walters the voice of the blue raiders joining us here on main street sports today you can hear him on a few calls this weekend at the blue crossbow and you'll be able to hear him hopefully next tuesday right back here well and Forgot on Saturday, the uh, the, uh, the Wofford Terriers will be uh, at uh, Murphy Center Saturday night. So we'll have that uh, as middle. We'll have a, a they, it's good that they've had a good a week to work and get better and uh, and come into the Wofford game uh, on Saturday. Cover your ankles. That's right. We don't need <laughs> any ankle biters in there. The terriers will get you. <laughs> That's They'll right. get you. Chip, we appreciate it. Thank you, boys. All right. All right. We'll come back and talk about the college football playoff rankings. Where will Ohio State be? Playoffs. That's the real question. <laughs> Where will Ohio State be? Where will Florida State be? Florida State will be higher. We'll discuss yep. after this. Stick around. Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint treats your orthopedic injuries and existing conditions. Our trained physicians will get you back in the game faster. Contact us at 931-381-2663 or www.mtbj.net.
Custom Stone Handler supplies over 600 distributors and suppliers with quality stone products. Along with River Stone, we produce and distribute over 100 building, landscape, and other bulk products. Our goal is to provide quality products, service, and partnerships to ensure our customers' success. We firmly believe that the measure of any person or company is how they treat other people and customers. Give them a call at 931-490-4990 or visit customstonehandlers.com. Mockingbird Title and Escrow is an attorney-owned and operated full-service title company in Middle Tennessee. We get your deals closed without worry and fuss. We're a family business that offers the highest level of expertise in our industry when it comes to closing and funding your real estate transactions. And it's it's a job I really love. Uh, I'm, I'm passionate about this. I'm enthusiastic about this. I like to think we're pretty well-rounded and can deal with a wide range of, of needs and a wide range of clients. Call 615-274-8698 today. With Lee Company Technology, the best handymen are hands-off. Lee Company Techs have been using visual findings and other smart technology tools for years to add transparency and virtually take customers along. You see what we see, whether we're in a crawl space or on a roof. With Lee Company, technology helps us help you, no matter what's happening in the world or at your house. Piggly Wiggly, located in Neely's Mill Shopping Center, is Columbia's locally owned and operated Cost Plus 10 grocery store dedicated to serving the community with low prices and smiling faces. Piggly Wiggly offers fresh, hand-cut meats daily as well as daily hot plate lunches from their deli counter. You're certain to see smiling faces and a helping hand when you're here at Piggly Wiggly. Come by and check out our fresh produce, high-quality meats, and more. Down home, down the street, we'll see you at the Pig. Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint has been the official sports medicine provider for Murray County Schools for more than 40 years. We specialize in orthopedic service and our ortho quick walk-in clinic lets you bypass the ER. Visit us online at www.mtbj.net. Welcome back in Main Street Sports today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint. Chris Yao, Maurice Patton, and we are talking about the college football playoff. Playoff, playoffs, playoffs. Um, we did not mention this in the last mm. segment, but Conference USA is adding. And it's another, unfortunate that we did not get chips input on this. Uh, we, we dropped the ball. I didn't even think about it. But... Conference USA is adding Delaware in 2025. The fighting Jeff Perlman's. There you go. The Blue Hens of, mm -hmm. of Delaware. And this this will be an interesting thing because it makes them it puts them at 11 teams, and I don't think 11 is the number they want to be at. And Delaware will be the first school to come in with the $5 million buy-in. Right. So they really won't be here. And Perlman didn't kick in on it, apparently, because he has mentioned <laughs> on his Twitter feed that he's not... Not super pumped about it. He's not no. pumped super or otherwise. No. Yeah. So. I, I'm, I'm interested in where they go for the 12th team. I saw a couple of, of intriguing ideas, one of which being adding UMass as a football-only member. And then I'm all about adding UMass in football only. Well, yeah, because that's a free win. 
Exactly. Uh, well, unless you're New Mexico State, who's playing for the Conference USA Championship and lost to UMass in week one. And beat Auburn. And beat Auburn. Go figure. Um, but then adding someone like Florida Gulf Coast in the other sports as a travel partner for FIU. Makes a lot of sense. Don't city, baby. Yeah. Come on. I think that'd be cool. Mm-hmm. And FGCU obviously doesn't have football, so right. it works out for everybody. Kind of like, you know, DBU used to kind of take the place of uh, North Texas in baseball before North Texas mm-hmm. dipped out. So, anyway, that's a thing that's happening. I'm sure, we'll talk about it more and more. Absolutely. College football rankings are set to be released again tonight. Uh, I'm curious how correct Jerry Palm will be. (laughs) What's Jerry saying? Jerry says Georgia, Michigan, Washington, Florida State. Sounds pretty solid. Is Georgia number one? Michigan just beat the number two team in the country. Or three team, whatever they were. I think they were two. And Georgia, to this point, has not beaten anybody anywhere near that. Yeah, they got a win over number nine, Missouri, but come on now. <laughs> I mean, I guess that there, I, I, I guess an argument could be made, but. You think it'll be Georgia? I, I tend to feel like unless number one loses, they're going to continue to be number one. Georgia wasn't number one to start this thing. Michigan was. Yeah. So, I mean, I, that's that's where I'm at. I don't know. I, I don't know what this committee is going to do. I, I think it's Georgia, Michigan, Washington, Florida State, based on where they were last week and what took place this weekend. That's what I think they are. I think Michigan's going to be one. Well. So you think it's going to be Michigan, Georgia, mm-hmm. Washington, mm-hmm. Florida State? Mm-hmm. Who's five? Well, who do you think is five? It's either Oregon or Texas. Is it? Is it not Ohio State? No. Well, that's who Jerry Palm has at number five. I don't think it's Ohio State because... You, Here's the if if Ohio State is five, then you're setting it up for Ohio State to play its way or to get back in. Here's what you do with Ohio State is five. You give yourself the ability to put Ohio State in if Washington beats Oregon, if Texas loses, and Georgia beats Alabama. And Florida State loses. You can't do that with Ohio State at any lower than five? I think you can, but their only loss was a three, well, well, six points. Six mm-hmm. points on the road to the number two team in the country. Who you think is number one this week? Who will probably be number one, or I mean, they're going to be one or two. 
So Oregon can play its way in from six. They've just got to beat Washington, right? Texas can play its way in from seven. They just got to win the Big 12. Alabama well, they can can't play. play their way in. They can get in. Yeah. Because somebody... Yeah, they can't. Yeah, I guess technically they couldn't play their way in. Mm -hmm. Because that top four, I would think, is your top four if all four of them win this weekend. Right? Well, I mean, that would... That would be the conventional thinking yep. that if they don't, like, how, do you, how do you move them down if they don't lose? Yeah. Right. But I'm saying that that they would jump Ohio State with a win, is my point. Mm -hmm. And Alabama the same. And there's there's plenty of, um, so Ohio State being five, six, seven, eight, it doesn't really matter. Right. They still have the ability to get in if everybody else loses. Mm hmm. So no matter where they are, the old, the highest ranked team that doesn't have a chance is Missouri. They're at nine. Yeah. Nine and done. Nine and, and, and under, you're out. Where's Louisville? Ten? Uh, Fifteen. Oh. Fourteen. Well, they lost. They oh, were yeah, here. they lost to Kentucky. Yeah. So they're going to they're gonna drop some. So, yeah, I, I mean, I think this is, this is. So the only thing Louisville can do with a win is knock Florida State out. That's correct. They can't get in. No. So the ACC is rooting for Florida State now. They are desperately rooting for Florida State. That's correct. Now, Projection Sports has its final bowl projections. They have Florida State in the Orange Bowl. The Orange Bowl is not a semifinal. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> but it is a New Year's Six Bowl, which means they win the ACC. Ooh. So they've got Florida out. They've got Florida State out. With a win. Even with a win. Ooh. Who do they have in? Who do they have in? Georgia, Michigan, Oregon, and Texas. Mm. And I just don't I don't see it. I think you're right. I, mean, I, I don't see how you how you can put them at four tonight and then if they win, they not be four on Sunday. Mm -hmm. And this Oregon just blows Washington's doors off. I, I feel like if Oregon beats I'm Washington. Oregon, I'm talking Texas is jumping Florida State in this from, from seven by beating number 20 Oklahoma State. I think someone is desirous of having Texas in the CFP. That is the only explanation here. Yes, Oregon can play its way in. Oregon beating number three, they're in. I'm going to tell you what. I feel like it's more likely that if Oregon beats Washington, the Pac-12 doesn't get anybody. I think Washington is their best hope. I don't know if either team gets in if, if Oregon wins. I don't know. The real And this is the question that Booger didn't answer. <laughs> is 
Alabama, Oregon, Texas, Florida State, and Michigan. All win. All win. The question's not between Alabama and Texas. The question is Alabama-Oregon. Because Texas is going to get in if Alabama has a chance. Texas has to get in for Alabama to have a chance. Sands a loss in the Big 12 championship, but yes. Well, yeah, yeah. But but in that Uh, area... if, If Alabama and Texas both win... Yeah. They both have to get in. Or Alabama's out. Right. There's no that there's no question. Okay, but and if you're and if and if you're on the committee and it's Alabama or Oregon, it's Alabama. It's the SEC champion over the Pac twelve champion every time. Well it's also the SEC champion over an Oregon team that have they even won a semifinal game? The Pac twelve? I'm not sure that they've played in more than three. So no, I mean Washington was, got was, was, was it Florida State that drilled Oregon? I think so, and then just just Washington got drubbed. Yeah. So yeah, if it's Alabama or Oregon, it's Alabama. I don't disagree. I'm just telling you what they're saying. I just thought that was an interesting scenario. Now it is. I feel like I feel like it's gonna be Michigan, Georgia. One, two. I think it's gonna be Michigan, Georgia, Washington. Even though they were what, four last week? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they were four last week. But Florida State was five. And it's not like anybody behind them did anything spectacular outside of Alabama almost losing. So I don't know. It, it should be. It, it's going to be an interesting night tonight. I, I think it's going to be. This will be almost as interesting as Sunday, mm-hmm. because Sunday some things could play out in the committee's favor. Now, obviously, there are plenty of headaches to be had, but this is the one that sets up how important every game is on Saturday. Mm-hmm. And I think you can kind of do yourself some favors or a couple of favors with how things are tonight. Yeah. I mean, because you you make, you can make some things a little easier to explain Sunday, depending on how things come out tonight. Sure. So I'll be I'll be curious to see how how tonight's rankings look because I think that's going to be wild. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let's take a break. When we come back, we'll draft the best rivalries in sports. Should be fun. Stick around. Main Street Sports says presented by Mid Tennessee Bone and Joint. We'll be back in a moment. Mid 
Tennessee Bone & Joint treats your orthopedic injuries and existing conditions. Our trained physicians will get you back in the game faster. Contact us at 931-381-2663 or www.mtbj.net. Custom Stone Handler supplies over 600 distributors and suppliers with quality stone products. Along with River Stone, we produce and distribute over 100 building, landscape, and other bulk products. Our goal is to provide quality products, service, and partnerships to ensure our customers' success. We firmly believe that the measure of any person or company is how they treat other people and customers. Give them a call at 931-490-4990 or visit customstonehandlers.com. Mockingbird Title and Escrow is an attorney-owned and operated full-service title company in Middle Tennessee. We get your deals closed without worry and fuss. We're a family business that offers the highest level of expertise in our industry when it comes to closing and funding your real estate transactions. And it's, it's a job I really love. Uh, I'm passionate about this. I'm enthusiastic about this. I like to think we're pretty well-rounded and can deal with a wide range of, of needs and a wide range of clients. Call 615-274-8698 today. With Lee Company Technology, the best handymen are hands-off. Lee Company Techs have been using visual findings and other smart technology tools for years to add transparency and virtually take customers along. You see what we see, whether we're in a crawl space or on a roof. With Lee Company, technology helps us help you, no matter what's happening in the world or at your house. Piggly Wiggly, located in Neely's Mill Shopping Center, is Columbia's locally owned and operated Cost Plus 10 grocery store dedicated to serving the community with low prices and smiling faces. Piggly Wiggly offers fresh, hand-cut meats daily as well as daily hot plate lunches from their deli counter. You're certain to see smiling faces and a helping hand when you're here at Piggly Wiggly. Come by and check out our fresh produce, high-quality meats, and more. Down home, down the street, we'll see you at the Pig. Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint has been the official sports medicine provider for Murray County Schools for more than 40 years. We specialize in orthopedic service and our Ortho Quick Walk-In Clinic lets you bypass the ER. Visit us online at www.mtbj.net. This is Chris Yao with Main Street Sports Today. Every show, Mo Patton and I welcome friends from all across the sports landscape, from high school coaches and reporters to national, college, and pro sports personalities. You never know who might stop by for a chat. She's on Thinking Out Loud, presented by Regions, and out of pocket with Alyssa Lang. It is, in fact, Alyssa, Alyssa Lang. I'm a little nervous. I'm going to lower the bar for guests now. Oh, no. I'm like, apologies in advance. It sounds like CC Commissioner Greg Sankey. Got that radio voice. I know. It's a good sound. Oh, I the radio too. <laughs> As do we. And then here's the other thing. You guys, you're spot on with the name. Everybody wants to be on Main Street. Everybody wants to be on Main Street. So. And we reach every Main Street in Middle Tennessee, coach. Yeah, that's it. So Perfect. when you are on Main Street and you are moving. Got to love it. Like you're moving. I was impressed. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad someone. Hey, welcome back in. It's Top 5 Tuesday on Main Street Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. should be fun, as we are talking about 
Best rivalries in sports. Hey, you know, let's let's give a quick backstory on this. If you missed yesterday. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Gus Johnson ahead of the Michigan Ohio State game. Referred to by many as the game. The game. Capital T, capital G. Uh, not the only rivalry in college football known as that. Stanford Cal. So, just saying, mm -hmm. if you don't even own your own name, then come on. Right. right. Uh, but several mentions that uh, Michigan-Ohio State football is the greatest rivalry in sports. In sports. In all sports. Not college football. Not in college sports. football in the Midwest. <laughs> <laughs> in sports in general. Uh, all, all of it. I, I took offense to that. <laughs> you, so, you took that person. I did. Yeah. I took it a little, it's a little absurd, is what it is. It's a, it's a little absurd. And that's what I tweeted was, that's absurd. That's absurd. <laughs> and so when we were talking about this yesterday, you said you smell the top five coming. I figure let's go for it. There we go. So where will the game be drafted? Well, we'll find out in just a moment. Will the game be drafted? <laughs> When, when you're talking about three Southern guys drafting, yeah, we'll have we'll have some interesting uh, interesting input here. Mm -hmm. So we'll start, Mo. Mm -hmm. I'm going to go with you first. You are going to be number three, three and four. And four. <laughs> Justin, you'll be two, which makes me number one. Eight. And so and so you're taking the game, right? <laughs> Absolutely. Right off the rip. Um. Best rivalry in sports. I mean, for for me, mm -hmm. and again, yesterday, if you again, if you missed the show, the thing about rivalries for me is that if you can end the game and then basically, for lack of a better phrase, go back to your own corner. Ohio State, Michigan. They have a whole state of people that don't root for the other team. Uh, I mean, theoretically. General, general. Mm -hmm. There's an entire state that doesn't root for Michigan. And Michigan has an entire state that doesn't root for Ohio State. They, they don't have to interact on a daily basis like other rivalries do. Mm -hmm. And I think, for my money, the best rivalry in sports is Tobacco Road. Duke, North Carolina. And I know that it doesn't go much farther than basketball, but it doesn't have to. Right. Because that one is so big. So give me tobacco road. Justin. I am gonna go. I'm gonna go Army and Air Force. Or is it Army, Army and Navy? Navy? Army and Navy, sorry. Army and Navy. I was about to say, wait a minute. My, my fault. My, my, oh, my apologies. My apologies. All right. All right. <laughs> I was like, that, well, that, 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 that's out of the box. That one sure. makes a little bit more I sense. Mean, I meant Army and Navy. <laughs> okay. All right. It's very intense. You know, based on your characterization of a rivalry, which I don't think is always oh. accurate, but well, it makes entirety. sense. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think there's a lot of other things that go into it, but for me, that's the that's the, the crux. Mm -hmm. Based on that, though, I'm going with Kentucky Louisville. Mm 
Hmm. Yeah, I would agree with that. And at number four, again, based on that, I'm going to go Ole Miss Mississippi State, particularly in baseball. Yeah, man, the Egg Bowl in football is disgustingly stupid. I, I love I love the uh, baseball spin on that. Definitely makes well, it. Well, and, it and here you go. No, I know. They won national championships in, con- in consecutive years. How crazy is that? Yeah. So, uh, Mississippi State won one, and they were like, hey, hey, hey. hey well, we, we run this state, and then I'll miss it. Not so fast, my friend. Pump the brakes. We can win one of those, too. <laughs> well, we just hadn't been trying because we yeah. didn't think y'all but, was trying. But since, since y'all won one, I guess we'll go. <laughs> if y'all can do it. I guess we can. I guess we can. Yeah. Shoot. So, yeah. Okay. Oh man, that's great, Justin. Justin. So, so for outdated, I mean, for so we are we talking about rival rivalries? Sorry, tough word for me to say. Uh, that are still holding strong, or uh, I think can you can I, do not it. necessarily. Yeah. It could be historically. Yeah. Okay, cool. Uh, the Michael Jordan Bulls versus the Detroit Pistons with mm-hmm. Lambeer and mm-hmm. uh, Isaiah. Bad the bad boys. Yeah. They hated each other. <laughs> yep, big time. I'm going to have to steal one from you or from Jody. <laughs> Packers Bears. <laughs> that one goes coming. back to the to, to the beginning. You know what? It's funny because we were sitting there watching that debacle last. Absolutely. Wor- the worst professional football game I've ever seen in my life. And she's like, well, who are you for? <laughs> and I'm like, well. Todd Chandler. I'm, I'm, and, no, exactly. I'm, I'm, for, I'm from Minnesota. I cover Todd Chandler in high school. Josh Dobbs played at YouTube. It's like, I don't even know you because Green Bay hates Minnesota worse than they hate Chicago, mm-hmm. which is hard to believe. Yeah, but it makes sense. But yeah. But yeah. So, yeah. Um, it's you again. No, it's you again. Oh, because you no, were you're right. I'm yeah. sorry. Uh, well, then I'm going to go Showtime and Bird. Boston, uh, LA. Boston, LA. Yep. Okay. Solid one. Just Solid Justin. one. I'm gonna go with a uh, recent dynasty clash: LeBron versus Steph, and really Cleveland versus the Warriors. Okay. Um, this one does not fit your definition because there's a whole lot of space between these two, but. At one time, UT UConn women's basketball was fighting words. I'm going with the Lady Balls and the Huskies. That's a sleeper. I'll sleeper agree with pick. And pick. I'm going to double back. And obviously, it's not for football, but across the board and baseball, again, in particular. I'm going UT Vandy. It's it's gotten heated over the last couple of years for sure. Now that Tennessee is relevant in baseball, mm-hmm. Justin, number four. I know that we said Duke and North Carolina, and that was a great pick. But I think I'm going to go Duke, Michigan, Fab Five year. You got pretty heated. Just from the. From the thirty for thirty on <laughs> mm-hmm. on how they felt about Christian Leitner. How everybody felt about Christian Leitner. 
Right. You're number four. I'm going to go Iron Bowl, which Alabama Auburn in general, but mm -hmm. the Iron Bowl particularly certainly fits the mold. I think it's more football than anything else. Uh, it used to be. But Bruce Pearl has certainly, and, and Nate Oates too, mm -hmm. has certainly made it different. Uh, number, well, with both of them relevant in right. basketball. It's made, it's made a big difference, yeah. Uh, and my number five, real quick, I'm going to go with uh, Ed Orgeron and the English language. <laughs> <laughs> Justin, <laughs> your number five. I'm going, I'm going Terrell Owens and any quarterback he's ever had. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, <laughs> my number five, I'm sorry, I, I did not go out of the box. I'm going Oklahoma, Texas football. <laughs> I, but I feel a little. <laughs> we, we caught you off guard there. Slightly. Hopefully we'll catch you guys off guard tomorrow, but we'll be back live here on Main Street Sports Day. See you then.